0: what's happening, Brian? Welcome back, welcome back.
1: What's up, what's
0: up, what's up? I know you just lived the life the last past week. We all been traveling. Now we're back. We're ready to go. Let's go. What is happening, everybody out there? Talk life business here. Back in action. We are all three on the cast today. Ready to rock and roll, man. We got, a good, we got a good episode today, too. I think we all came in fired up. I had three cups of coffee, so that just adds to that. Man, not only that, but then I see somebody, as I'm driving here, I see somebody throw some trash out the window. I literally picked that thing up, followed that person to the parking lot, and threw it right back inside their window. It's a great day. it's
2: a great day. Don't mess with Texas, boy. All right, all right, all right. Hey, welcome back, guys. Welcome back to The Greatest Show. Let's talk life and business. We have a very special episode today, guys, that is going to fuel your week. Well,
0: we got Chas here over the phone, and we got Nick live in person. I'm coming at y'all right now. I am on live on Facebook and uh, on the uh, Instagrams, giving out messages, answering questions. We are live verbally and virtually. All right.
1: Yeah, we live. We virtual. I'm over here in Abilene, dude, fired up, fueled up, um, just back from from Maui, got done with the jet lag, and man, I'm just excited. to be back in abilene the dry windy beautiful city of abilene (laughs) you traded in the ocean for the dirt yeah (laughs) yeah, pretty
0: much
2: all right guys so hey let's get right to it guys today we're going to talk about the power of negativity and how we use it to empower us and also how we manage to see and you know, past times in our lives where it's actually affected us, which, you know, it really all filed down on, you know, the way we had our mentality at the moment. So uh, Nick is actually the one that came up with this topic that, uh, you know, it was something really special that happened over over uh, last week that yeah, yeah. it really just kind of, you know, I guess, fueled him or uh, brought him to want to cover this this specific uh, topic.
0: Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's just, uh, um, and it's something that's actually been, I guess you say, it's been on my mind for several years, and most of all, just it's it really kind of ticked to fruition per- the, the last couple of weeks um, with something, per- you know, it happened to them, uh, directly. And and that's people that you invest into, people that you love, people that you respect, people that you work with, people that you just put everything and anything into that turn around and just quit, right? And, and it's And it's not your fault. It's not really their fault, although it is to a degree it's their fault, because um, they're the ones that actually did the action to quit or to uh, stop or to stop believing is really what it comes down to. But what it was is it all stemmed from one thing, and it's something that's going rampant around the world these days. It's something that's actually – it's gotten worse thanks to social media, thanks to um, the uh, media in period out there in the world today and, and how things are done, and that's just negativity. Negativity and the power of negativity, which – can stem off into two things, and you guys can uh, jump in on this, but the power of negativity, it has two things that it can do for you. One, it can shoot you down, it can drop you, it can kill your dream, it can kill your aspirations, it can kill your intent and your drive to move forward, or if you so use it properly, it can fuel your fire, and it can turn you on a whole nother level of, of grind, a whole nother level of grit. It can put you on a whole nother level of let's go because I'm going to punch you in your face with my success, I'm going to prove to you that you're wrong. I'm going to prove to you that you don't know what you're talking about. I'm going to prove to you that that negativity is, belongs to the person in the mirror, not me. Absolutely. And so that's that. I'm, I'm fired up about it, man. It's just been on my mind for a couple of weeks, for a long while. But more so over the last couple of weeks, it's just negativity and wh- what you do with it, how you do with it. And, and not so much with the people who are going to give that to you because there's always going to be there. But how do we take it? How do we accept it? How do we use that negativity that comes our way. You know what I'm saying?
2: Well, I mean, I really... I know for a fact that it falls on the perspective that you take it, pretty much. And, you know, just like you said, you can fuel you or you can drain you. What are your thoughts, Chaz?
1: Well, my thoughts, I mean, is going to be exactly like... I mean, I, I'm going to feed off y'all because, honestly, it just comes down to how you really take anything in life. Um, man, I mean, it's 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 one thing whenever... Like you said, you can let it drain you, or you can let it fuel you. You know, they say that anger is a, you know, a secondary emotion. But how do you deal with that anger? So let's say something negative happens, right? Right. Some, something negative happens. Right then, in that moment, you need to be aware of how you're taking it. It's like, yes, oh shit, will it piss me off? Yeah, that's okay that it pissed you off. But are you just going to let that anger let you do something stupid, or are you going to take that anger and just like Nick said, fucking leap across the desk, get ready to punch somebody in the face, take some action on that anger. I mean, how do you deal with that anger and then fuel it to something more positive? I mean, it's it's all about how you take things. I mean, how it it comes down to your perspective.
0: Absolutely, man. 100%. And see, that's, that's exactly what it's coming down to. So, you know, as we're, as we're out there and we're, and we're looking to grind, we're looking to go after things, right? Um, Negatives, negativity is going to come your way. And, And, and it always has for me even when I was younger. Um, and when we talked about this a couple of weeks ago in the podcast, and I talked about, I was taking the negative that would come my way. And back then I didn't truly know how to, um, how to handle it. Right. So I allowed it to handicap my mind. I allowed it to handicap my thought process. I allowed it to handicap my mindset, the direction that I wanted to go what I was doing. So when someone called me chubby, I'd get sad. I'd go home and I would go eat and I would just get chubbier. You know what I mean, and I, yeah. I went from a I went from a having to wear, you know, kosh bagash. I would have to go to wear husky size with some elastic in the bands, and it wasn't fixing nothing. Right, it wasn't expanding my mind the proper way. It was expanding my waistline the improper way. So I didn't know how to handle that. I was as I was younger. But as I started to grow into my own and as I started to become a little bit stronger and this is actually something that developed when I was younger but I took it the wrong way still at this point. So there's a second phase of this where I would take that negativity and when you would throw negativity my way what I would do is I'd go out there and rebel. This is what most millennials are doing right now. This is what most younger individuals are doing right now. And you you tell them they can't do something. They want to go do it 10 times worse but not productively. They want to go off and they want to do it to to, to piss you off to make you mad to upset you because you said something bad to them oh you're ugly oh you're fat oh hey you can't do that oh you'll never make that happen oh you belong in jail whatever whatever that is right so then they go and act out and act against right um and so that was the second phase that i went through when i went through this process uh, that i'm that we're talking about today but what it came down to is is the third phase and this is the phase that really started to change things for me this is the phase that really started to put things in motion for me where people would come to me and i had and this is this is a story that i'll go back to when i was 24 years old um i was still sitting around 315 pounds i was a big dude you know what i mean i was i think i had 46 percent body fat 315 pounds you know sitting in my early 20s when you sell pictures of me it looked like the Goodyear blimp was just floating by. Jeez, like you're, you're out there having fun and then who's you know you just see the Goodyear Goodyear blimp just floating by. That's that's nick back there just rolling through, right? If I wore a yellow shirt, people think something else. I was, you know, or a red shirt that the Kool-Aid man was coming in to bust your photo up. You know what I mean? It was just it was just nasty. So here I am and at that time I'm working with the supplement co- company and I'm helping promote market and and grow this supplement company, which obviously we know supplements are for health and beauty. And I was neither of the two. I'm definitely not beautiful, and I definitely wasn't healthy at the time. Uh, so here I am, and I'm having some success because of the other skills that I've developed, right? Well, somebody gets up on while well, I'm on stage and I'm speaking about it. Someone stands up and says, I got a question for you. And now this person didn't mean it negatively, neg- negative-wise. Um, he just meant it wholeheartedly. He wanted to know. He, wa- he was absolutely honestly, wholeheartedly wanted to have an answer to his question. So he asked, hey, so how do you sell and promote energy drinks and health being as big as you are? And I looked Damn. at him, and it didn't, <laughs> it, it hadn't hit me until he said that. And I took it the way that Nick knows how to take it, and Nick learned how to take it. Where I says, oh, well, first off, I don't make excuses for anything that I do, and I can make anything happen no matter the situation. But not only that, challenge accepted. And he didn't even challenge me, but in my mind, in my heart, and I said it out loud, I said, challenge accepted. Give me eight months. Dude, those next eight months, I grinded like nobody's business. I was doing cardio three times a week. Um, I had an oatmeal packet in my pocket at all times in case somebody wanted to go out to eat, to talk business, to talk after church or anything like that. I always had an oatmeal packet so that I could go with them. And what would I ask for? A hot glass of water. And all I ate for eight months straight, all I ate was chicken, Sweet potatoes, chicken, and sweet potatoes. It was absolutely, that was absolutely my diet. I never missed one. I never, I never cheated. I never missed a day of the of workout. I never missed a, a moment of cardio. Man, yeah. I was all in for eight months, and I and I and I fucking lost a hundred pounds in eight months. I won a bunch of money. I got put promoted on stage, and it elevated my business to the next level. But here's what happened: It's not the fact that I lost the weight. It's not the fact that I was eating good or that I didn't skip a cheat meal or anything like that. What it came down to is, in that process, the first three months, a couple pounds here. Yeah. First, first few workouts, nothing. Look in the mirror, nothing. Look in the mirror, nothing. Look on the, on the scale, nothing. And then as you start losing weight and now you're building muscle mass, the scale even drops even less, right? Right. And so, what are people saying, dude? Why are you Why are you waking up at six in the morning to go work out again? Why are you going to Why are you going on lunch? You, you smell after lunch a little bit. I'm a fat boy. Heck yeah, I smell. I stink, but I stink like success. If you think about it, and then I come <laughs> back, and then you know, hey, we're gonna go out to drink tonight. It's a birthday party. I gotta go work out first. Hey, we're gonna go to this. We're gonna We're gonna go have some fun tonight. Let's go eat. Let's go. Let's go have some drinks. I can't. I'm not drinking right now. And, and all the friends that are that first were negative because you were the fat boy saying, "Oh, you're you know, oh, you're fat, dude. You got to lose weight, blah blah blah. You can't come play ball with us. All this other stuff, you know. I mean, all those ones that were negative then, now they were negative about the process that I was in. They had something negative to say always. You know what I mean? Oh, you don't want to drink with us because you're too busy trying to get all fit and lean. You ain't getting nowhere. You're not looking good. Nothing's changing. Why? You, you know, one day won't hurt you. The ultimate, ultimate killer of people's dreams." One day won't hurt you. One drink won't hurt you. One puff won't hurt you. It absolutely will. Because you're developing a mindset. You're developing a habit. You're developing a thought process of winning. And that one day does do that. Because what happens is that will destroy everything that you built up to then. They always say this. is You can do ten things right and do one thing wrong. People remember the one thing you did wrong. Not the ten things you did right. Oh, yeah. And that happens with your habits, with your life, and everything else that you're doing. So... What I learned through that process was I don't care what you're going to, what you say, what you want, what, what you're thinking, because I'm focused and I've got a dream to, to go after. Not only that, but I gave my word. The minute I spit my word out is the minute that, is that, that, uh, that word becomes activity and the minute that activity becomes reality. And I'm not going to give my word and then turn around and quit because it got hard. I'm not going to turn around because I don't see the results. Nothing worthwhile will have results immediately. We hear some 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 of my um, mentors that I reach out there who had a business for six years and didn't make a dime. Six years and didn't make a dime. They worked three jobs while they built their business. And they were they were more poor than before they had that business open. And people are going to say, why do you got to work so hard? What are you working for? You're not making mo- any money anyways. You're right. I'm not making any money. But I've got a mindset to develop that money. I'm investing into that development. When you go put money in your savings account, does it grow that day? If you go check your bank account, did it grow? No, but if you wait a year, you just grew 6%. You wait two years, you just added 12%. If you wait eight years off of $150, if you put $150 every month into your bank account, wait eight years, if you look at that, you're going to have a 10% growth, nothing crazy. You wait 40 years after that, you're going to have $1.2 million in your bank account because of growth interest. And you didn't see it happening the first 10 years. Same thing with your body, same thing with your work ethic, same thing with your business and your mindset and your thought process and your work. If you do something outside of the norm, people don't recognize it, people don't understand it, and people don't realize what's going on because they're not living that same life you are. So they have nothing but bad to say because they don't understand it. And the world we live in today doesn't understand grind. The world we live in today understands, give it to me now. If I turn on my phone, I want an answer. If I send out a text, I want an answer. If I want an, if I want some food, I'm going to Uber Eats it. They don't know how to go out there and and savage and grind and hit and hunt and and attack what they want. If you want to date somebody, just go on an app and you got them at your front door. People don't know how to do things anymore. They don't know what hard is. And people want to say, I have to live a hard life. I want better. Well, go out and fucking get better. Go out and do the work to do better. It's not an overnight thing. It's something that takes time and effort and and diligence in your art. I'm mad. I'm
1: fired up. Sorry.
2: Hell yeah, (laughs) dude. Chaz, how you doing over there, man?
1: Oh, bro, great. No, that's fucking awesome, Nick. I mean, honestly, you couldn't have said it more better. I mean, literally could not have said it any better.
2: <laughs> no, for sure, man. I think he uh, – dude, I always like when Nick gets on the mic because, man, he's always got some uh, some stories to tell about him back in the days, man. <laughs> dude, I've
0: lived, I've, I've, I've lived a very fortunate – I've lived a very fortunate, a very blessed uh, life in the aspect of that I've lived through so much. And a lot of it has to do with negativity and, and stuff. And, and again, I talked about this last week. It's all because of things that I put myself through because I allow things to happen. So when I come on the podcast, it's, not, it's it's really just to teach basically off of what I've lived through and what I'm trying to help you all that are listening out there, that are paying attention, that are coming on, that are that are participating with this podcast, just to teach you what I went through already. We talked about this last week. How do you walk through a minefield behind somebody else so you don't blow off your legs? And it's, it's, like I said, it's, it's, it's a gruesome way to think about it, but that's how you got to think about life. If you have a mentorship, if you have a coach, if you have somebody that's, that has walked the path before you follow their footsteps, why are you going to step somewhere else? For what purpose? Why do you need to reinvent the wheel? Instead, you can make the wheel better. And that's what you want as an entrepreneur. That's what you want as a business leader. How do you make this wheel better? But you don't have to step, you don't have to go and create a new one. That's what, you know, look at Tesla, Tesla wanted to build a better car they didn't go build a different form of transportation which he has now it's developed into that through with space travel and all that stuff but he wanted to build a better car so what he did is he followed the footsteps of Ford and everybody else that was before him and then they took the electric uh, magnetic forces and all the other scientific mumbo-jumbo that I don't know but they took all of that that Tesla had developed and he put that together so he brought two great things and put those together I bet people are talking shit to him all the time Hey, what are you trying to do? Cars can't go on electric. Cars can't go that far. Cars aren't going to make it. That's an ugly car. If If you saw the first Tesla, it was not a pretty looking car. But now it's the most sought out vehicle in the world. That's so true. And it's because he didn't listen to somebody else talking shit to him. He didn't listen to the boys at the bar that are getting drunk and wasted and spending all of their cash at $18 an hour telling him, hey, you're never going to make it. You're going to ne- you're not going to have so su- no success that nobody ever makes it in that business. Only one percent makes it in the business. You're right. Only one percent does make it in that business. I'm the fucking one percent.
2: Ha ha. That's what I'm yeah. talking about, man. No, that's that's you're on point, dude. Chaz, man, what's going on? G over there
1: man honestly i'm sitting here feeding off nick i mean because it's honestly something that's gone through like my entire i think me and nick kind of have similar backstories i mean definitely different i mean but still similar at the same time and and having that like rebel mindset that you were talking about nick yeah um that was me that was me i mean you know and it's I've said before in previous podcasts that, you know, a lot of times when I was raised, it was, hey, don't blame, don't make excuses. You know, you're told all these things growing up, but it's like you can't even control it when you're young, when you grow up without the mentorship that you need in life. You you just naturally, and I think anybody could say this, even as we're born, I mean, we just naturally go straight to right. to making excuses, to blaming people, to blaming everything that's happening around us instead of actually being aware of what's going on inside of us. And I don't know, it's, it's, it's something that, you know, I, and I wish I had, you know, just a magic potion to tell people how to get out of that mindset too. I mean, because we can sit here and tell people all day long, but when they're stuck, you know what I mean? People get stuck in that rut. They get stuck in that mindset. You know, and one thing that, that my, you know, family always told me, actually, specifically my mother. I mean, she she used to say, you know, when something negative happens, you know, immediately say three things positive. Yeah, that's, that's something negative happens. Say three things positive right then. Well, me as a 16 year old knucklehead, she's like, say three things positive, you know, like, oh, this should happen. And then it's like I'm sitting here saying positive things, but I don't I'm not really believing any of them. You know what I mean? I'm sitting here like, oh, fuck. You know, um, like, Oh, my car broke down. Oh, at least I have a car still, you know, Hey, I can get this thing fixed. Like, um, I don't know. It's just, it's sometimes it's hard to get out of that mindset, but if anybody, I mean, is really listening, the people that are out there listening to this, you got to sit down and really ask yourself these questions. Like, okay, fuck, am I looking at this the wrong way? Is my perspective incorrect about this? You know, it's, man, it's, it's kind of like going back to the 80, 20 rule, you know? Cause just like you said, Nick, I mean, shit's going to happen like life is going to happen yeah. and it's not going to end either. I mean, that's just part of persevering through your entire journey through life. But I don't know. No, yeah. that's,
2: that's, that's mm-hmm. man, dude, you, that's all true. And, and it really like, you know, just going back how Nick was talking about and, and you really mentioned a good point too, as well uh, on, you know, Saying something positive every t- every time something negative happens, and it really falls that falls down on things that we've talked about, and you know that's showing gratitude, as well as you know what Nick's point is, uh, it's not what happens to you, but how you react to it, type of deal, and you know, most people that I see sometimes, you know, when something you know bad happens or all this negative, the power of negative energy, uh, or or negativity, they look at everything like a sacrifice and. And I mean, you know, you can look at it that way, you know, when you start having to develop habits, like Nick started developing his habits on, you know, uh, you know, eating better, you know, getting his workouts in and doing all these things. And, you know, those, you know, you could say they're sacrifices, but the way I like to look at those, I look at those as investments. Hell yeah. I'm doing an investment in, in myself. I'm doing an investment not only for myself, but also for the people around me. Okay. that are looking at me and are following me. And you know, what I, what, what I do is what they see. Mm-hmm. So, and and at the end of the day, it's, it's an investment. It's an investment for you to become a better, you a better person uh, and, and to empower and to
0: even make the people around you better yeah. at the end of the day. hundred percent. And I agree with that hundred percent. You just said something uh, very, very well right now that I agree with completely agree with. uh, And it's, it's, people are following you people are listening to you people are watching what you do here's what's crazy is your closest friends and family are gonna feed you negativity usually the first right the most because they think they know you better than you know yourself and in reality and sometimes in some cases they do if you don't have that confidence if you don't have that drive if you don't have that personal perseverance already developed inside you or if you're not in the pursuit of developing that personal growth and that mindset if you're not in the and the actual active pursuit of becoming better and and in anything that you're doing, um, they are gonna know you better, right? Because you're just that's just what's going how it's gonna be. So in reality, they, they are gonna be negative. They're gonna they're gonna feed you negative. They're gonna say stuff to you that might be negative, like oh you can't do that. Hey, let me, you've you've always quit everything you've done, mijo. Or yeah. hey hey bro, you know, why why are you gonna what are you gonna start now? What are you doing now? This is the seventh time you try to do something. What makes you think this is going to work? Dude, just, just work eight to five for the next 60 years. Just reg- work a regular job. Make that big fat pay. You just make that good ch- check. $40,000 ain't bad. And I'm not ch- I'm not dogging on anybody that's listening to this. It, it's everybody had a starting point. Everybody does. Uh, if you looked at my salary, it's absolutely disgusting, but I don't live off a of salary. I live off of what I do every day. Um, so it's that's going to happen. But here's what it is. When you go back and, and you look further into or dig a little deeper into it, those people out there that are saying that what they what in reality they are doing is they're watching to see what you do next because when you fight that and when you beat that and when you actually go out there and do succeed, two things are going to happen one they're going to say like, "Oh yeah, well, I always knew you could and now they got your back and now they want now they want to support you now they I always knew you could if anybody could do it, you could do it or the minute you quit and turn around and fall and fall flat on your face, they're going to be like, they're going to sit there and they're going to laugh at you. I told you you couldn't do it. I told you you couldn't. So you have two choices. One, you can lead by example and and and, and strive ahead, or you can fall fat on your, flat on your face, quit, and let them be right. And so all those people out there that want to be tough, and this goes through a lot of... This is what's crazy: is ninety eight percent of the people that quit in anything that I've been involved with, or anything that I've been around, or anything that I do, when it comes to my career, my business, or, or even the gym, any of these three atmospheres that I spend most of my time in my life and that I'm truly invested into, ninety eight percent of the people that quit are quitting because they're they just they they give up, right? That's the biggest thing. They give up first and foremost. They lose their dream. They lose their focus. They lose any of that stuff, right? Um, But what they just—they stop seeing the potential. They stop seeing the growth. They stop seeing the dream. They stop seeing what's ahead of them, what they can have, what they can obtain, because they're too busy stuck into in in their old habits and what they're and what they're where they're at. And it's just absolutely um, upsetting to me. But get this: out of those ninety-eight percent, a majority of those. Are the tough ones. A majority of those are the badasses. A majority are those ones that say, "I don't give a fuck what anybody says about me. I'm all about me. I'm this. I'm that. I'm the tough guy. I'm the you know they're the they're the guy that has the big the big puffy shoulder uh, chest and the big head that comes in like man. I don't care what anybody says. I'm gonna get this. And they're the ones that usually they're the ones that are the loudest that come in there. And be like, man, I'll lift all the weight in here. And they're just starting off. Oh, I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna do all these big things. I'm gonna do all this. I'm gonna change this. I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna do the. The ones that talk the most, and the ones that are the loudest, and the ones that think they're the toughest, are always the first ones to quit. Yeah,
2: and it's Hell because yeah. when it
0: and it's because when it comes down to actually being tough, it, it's not exterior, it's not physical, it's not muscle. Being tough, reality is a mindset. Being tough in in, in business, in workouts, in work, in your career. It comes from a mindset. It comes from a thought process. It comes from who you truly are inside. You could be the baddest looking motherfucker outside. I don't give a fuck. You could be the baddest looking dude outside. I'm not scared of you. What I will When I will be scared of a man is when they start to speak and I can see where their mindset's at. Because now it's a game of will they outlast me? Will they outwork me? Will they outgrind um, me? That's where it comes out. To. That's when I fear a man. But then at that point, that's when I respect a man. You can, and I have no fear of anybody that wants to look tough, be tough, or act tough. It, it does not scare me one bit. I don't care who you are. I don't care how many fights you win. I don't, I don't care about any of that stuff. You might beat me in a physical fight, but I'm going to stay. I'm going to keep on coming. I'm going to keep on coming. I'm going to keep on coming, and I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you eventually because I'm stronger than you inside, and that's where the true grit comes from. That's where the true win comes from. That's where the true um, strive and everything goes, and it might not be today. It might not be tomorrow. It might not be next month, but you give me some time, and I guarantee I'm coming for you, and you better watch your legs. I'm gonna sweep you right on your legs. I'm gonna take you out, and that might not be physical, but you just better watch. And that's always been how I've had to live my life. We talked about this last week when it came down to growing up and everything else that I did because of the positions I put myself in, right? But I go after that same approach now. When somebody tells me, "Dude, you're gonna burn yourself out," you're gonna you're gonna burn yourself out telling me that telling me that because I will not burn out. <laughs> you don't understand where my mindset's at and i'm not perfect and i'm still growing on a daily basis it's a daily struggle and it's every day i wake up i want to quit every day i want to I, I go to bed i wake I, I when i go to bed i'm like why well, am i going to wake up early tomorrow for what for who for where i check my bank account sometimes why am i doing this and i'll tell you why it's cuz i'm fucking sick and tired of looking at my bank account like that i'll tell you you know why am i going to go to the gym today i look in the mirror it's cuz i'm fucking sick and tired of looking at that person in the mirror i want better i want more i want greater And that's never going to happen if you keep on quitting. And if you quit on something simple, you're going to quit on everything after that. And it's just absolutely how you take that negativity and and, and that negativity of, of everything around you, everything in life, anything that you you. The minute you turn on your Facebook, the minute you turn on your Instagram, the minute you turn on your TikTok, absolute negativity. Why? Because you're starting to think that you can have that same lifestyle and you don't know what that person recording. You don't know what that person borrowed that car from. You don't know where that person, what their lease is. And they have a lease agreement on their vehicle. You don't own the fucking car if it's a lease agreement. I'm just letting you know right now. The bank owns you. You know what I mean? And then and people want to talk about having to, and, you know, when it comes to homes or even in business, right? When you go to work, you are working at a 100% interest rate because yes. somebody else owns you. Somebody else pays your check. So for eight hours a day, you are paying 100% interest of somebody else's dream. Now, when you start to build something and you might make a dollar, you might make no dollars, but you're learning, you're grinding, you're listening, you're reading, you're developing, you're, you're, you're growing these habits. You're, you're growing 1%. That's a 1% investment into you. You're paying 99% uh, uh, interest right now to your job. And then 2%. And then 3% comes to you and you're slowly starting to take away from the percentage that you're of of APR of life um, of life percentage. You're you're paying less of that to the job now and you're developing your own business. And eventually, if you don't quit, if you don't give up and if you don't stop doing what you're doing, you will now be paying 0% interest into somebody else's dream and 100% interest into your own dream because you've already exceeded. And people got to start thinking that things that way. When you buy, and that's the same thing with the home or anything else of like that. When you're renting, you're paying 100% interest into somebody else's mortgage. Same thing with business and life in a vehicle. When you, I don't need the nice vehicles now. You guys know this. I hit a deer. That deer damage is still there because I don't have time to put that car in the shop. I don't I'm grinding. And that, I'll be honest, you know, I'm putting, I'm paying 100% interest into my business right now, into my future, into my career and what's that 100% interest going to do? I'm going to have so many dividends based off of that that I'll be able to buy anything I want at 100% full cost. Cash. Money. I'm tired, yeah. of, I'm tired of paying fucking life interest to anything <laughs> else but myself and my dream. And through that, here's what's crazy, is through that, you know, let's go back to real estate for some real estate guys out there. When you put 100% interest into your own dream, into your own passion, let's say it's into a building, well, now what? with that building that you just built based off of your 100% interest into your dream, now you can supply 18,000 jobs. You can supply other people with more. Once you have your bank account full, your life bank account, your grind bank account, whatever that is, whatever it may be, once you have that fully invested into and you're at 100% um, interest of your own self, of your own dream of what you have available, now you can start giving to others. And people, because people in the beginning, guess what the next negativity thing they to say? Dude, you're selfish. You don't want to share. Why do you keep it all to yourself? Why don't you just do better? Your family does this. Your family is that. You're, you know, you're spending too much time with the gym. You need to spend more time here. Dude, when I'm healthy and I'm surviving until I'm 70, 80, 90 years old, and you're not because you're sick, you're morbid, or you're, or maybe you're dead, I'll be spending a lot more time with family and people because I did the work now. Same thing when it comes to business.
2: And, you know, that's what... Yeah. I, I think we were talking about this with... Uh, uh, one of our guests that we had in, in the show yeah, and, and you know, I was, I was telling him, I was like, that, that is what Nick just said. That is what we strive for in life is just to be in a position to give. Mm-hmm. And you know, some people might see it like, Hey, you're selfish because you, you did this and you did that. But at the end of the day, we're striving to be able to be in that position where, you know, Hey, we, we, we're like right now, you're like, you know, we we're, we're making other people better. We're, uh, you know, making other people, uh, money, uh, and, and that's where you want to do it, but we want to do it in a a bigger, larger scale where everything that we're doing, we're empowering, we're creating, uh, new jobs, right? We're giving people, uh, great opportunities to do, you know, just what that, you know, what, what we're meant to do. And that's just Mm -hmm. to put other people in power of where they can give to even more people. Yep.
0: So, um, and that'll never happen if you quit. It won't.
1: <laughs> yeah. Wow. I mean, honestly, Nick, you couldn't have said that. I mean, any more better. I mean, fuck. That. I mean, and honestly, it kind of relates to to something that you know I'm going through right now too. But, I mean, you just kind of gave me a new perspective on it. So, uh, dude, I appreciate that. Another yeah. thing that I that I really like that you that you said was you know, those ninety eight percent are people that are are. Uh, you know, the loudest ones in the room. And it just reminded me of, you know, sometimes the uh, quietest person in the room is the most wisest. Um, dude, you couldn't... Dude, that fucking literally hit home for me. Uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of at a loss for words here. And, <laughs>
2: and, man, you can be in a position... i, I give a story, dude. Like, you can yeah. be in a position of giving stuff, uh, giving, and I really, like... Just giving good good energy since we're talking about the yeah. power of good energy to the world. Uh, so you know, like two weeks ago, I was this is like real world stuff, man. That's what yeah, we're yeah. talking about, real real world. So two weeks ago, uh, you know, I had to drive down to Houston. So that's mm-hmm. a three hour drive. Got up at five in the morning, and uh, you know, I was out there, and um, you know, I was handling some business. Well, you know, I. <laughs> I I wasn't uh I wasn't feeling the most confident at the time because uh the the day prior I had gotten a pretty shitty haircut. <laughs> <laughs> so so I I had drove from uh West Texas and you know I'm I was always I'm, I'm always at a freaking tight timeline man and like I get to like the, the, the <laughs> night prior. I get to San Antonio, and I'm like, I like, I, I didn't, I didn't want to drive all the way south where I get my haircut. Yeah. And uh, so I ended up going to this other salon. <laughs> I mean, you say the word salon, you know. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. bro, like, <laughs> no, those haircuts aren't cool. You know what <laughs> yeah, I mean? Yeah, yeah. So I went in there and got a got a haircut. Turns out to be like the worst haircut I've ever gotten. I mean, the edge up is bad, <laughs> bro. Like, you know. I uh, got hairs coming on the <laughs> side of my ears. And, like, it was, like, the most expensive haircut. I, I think I paid, like, 60 or $50 for the haircut. I was, like, but, like, at the time, I was, like, you know, I just need to be home because I hadn't seen my family in, like, days, bro. So, yeah. I was, like, just give me the haircut so I can go home. Uh So, I get the haircut. The nice, there, there was, you know, the, the lady that gave me the haircut, it was a nice lady, you know, I think she had to go with her kids. So, I was, like, you know, okay, I, I'm just, that's cool, you yeah. know. Yeah. So I get home and the haircut's bad, you know. My wife's like, "What the hell happened to you?" <laughs>
0: she and made, so I'm she made made like, "To
2: divorce you, like, I, <laughs> didn't,
0: I didn't marry this grandma. So yeah, <laughs> I mean, it, hair, was, it was
2: bad, man. So the hair's important. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, So, but either way, you know, the following morning we had to drive to Houston.
0: You get tears about.
2: <laughs> we had to drive to Houston, so we knock out what we had to do in that morning, uh, and then right after we get done with, you know, the meeting I had to do, it was like probably nine thirty in the morning. I was like, I told my wife, uh, even her little sister was there. She's like, dude, your hair looks bad, man. Like she was making fun of me. <laughs> I was like, but I, like, I knew it was bad. So I, I was like, oh, man, I got to, I got to search. Uh, I got to search, uh, to get a haircut and you know, I Google and I, I get in there and you know, I find this like just shop and I'm going to shout them out. Actually it was called Jackson's grooming boutique. I even took a screenshot because sounds bougie. Because nah it was actually, you know, like it was on the second floor. It was like really like um I don't get mine on first floor. Like so. a, it was I guess the you know, it was kind of like an underground haircut type of place. So um so I go in there and uh this was like in Pearland, Texas, right? You know, uh west of uh south kind of west of west of uh, nowhere, south of everywhere else. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, so uh so I go in there and and, and you know I, it it was like on the second floor and you know the dude uh, is sitting there and he's like I was like hey well you know hey can I get a haircut dude you know he's like oh no man I got I got an appointment coming in they're coming in, in like five minutes and I'm like man dude come on man like you just, just hey help a brother out man because I like you see this I can't be walking around like this man you yeah, know yeah. so I get the guy giggling you know and 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 uh, he's like oh yeah man. He's like, hey, you know what? I got you, bro. Come on, man. Sit down. Yeah, Let's, man. Get Let's get it done. Yeah. So, and and for sure, you know, his appointment shows right after I'm, you know, right at when whenever I get start getting my haircut. And, you know, him and I, we start chatting, we start chit chatting. And, you know, he was like, you know, telling me about his, his family and I'm telling him about my family. And we just try, we just start having a genuine, really good conversation, you know, and, uh, he's like hey man are you in the uh, are you in the armed forces i'm like no man i was like (laughs) i look like a cop actually you know
0: (laughs) i'm like it took us a while to get together (laughs)
2: uh i'm like no and he was like no well he's just the way you carry yourself you know like you really uh you know you're kind of like loud confident proud you know but i was like yeah you you know after this haircut it'll be better too (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah so uh so you know and, and you know, I, I asked him a little bit about what he's done, how he grew up. Turns out the guy was a bar. He's been a barber for years. Yeah. Uh, he's got, you know, a daughter that he's taken, you know, through college and doing all these things. And, you know, we get done with the haircut. Um, my haircut was already halfway cut, I guess you could say that. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, it only took five to ten minutes to get it fixed up, get it done and right. And I'm like, okay, brother, you know, like, hey, how, how much, you know, how much I owe you? Yeah. And he was like, no, I got you, bro. He was like, "No, I got you, bro." When he said that, I was like, "I was like, nah, man, don't don't do me like that, man. You know, yeah, hey, yeah. I, hey, I got you, man. You know, like, how much is it? You know, like I was, I was like, I was gonna give this guy, like, I was ready to give this guy some,
0: like, some cash, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: You know, I was gonna take care of him because he took care of me, you yeah. know. So, but man, like, we were just having such a good conversation where my first thought that came into my mind after he was like, you know, hey, I got you." I was like, man, I really hope, and it goes back to what we talked about. The world uh, revolves about value exchange. Yep, yep. I hope I gave enough value to this to this guy during our conversation, where he kind of paid it forward, mm-hmm. where he was like, "Hey, no, I got you." So I share. I actually shared this story to another group of people, and they were like, they told me, and it it kind of clicked to me at the point and they were like. No, you did. You did uh, provide enough value. That's why he felt the need to say, "Hey, don't worry about it. Don't worry about the haircut." And you guys know how I am, like, dude. Like, there was just, it was just such great customer service, yeah. dude. It's and like a place, it was like it, it. It hit the heart, man. It hit it emotionally because, you know. The, Every, every, there's so much fucked up things are going on right now, yeah. and you know you go to this like place, never been to, you know you just just meet great people, and you know there's still people doing great acts out in the world. Yeah. So immediately, dude, like I get back in the car, and you know I tell my wife the story, like when you have such great stories like that, you can't wait to tell other people. Yeah. So, like, I took a screenshot of the place, dude, like...
0: Start sharing it to everybody.
2: I'm like, yeah, man, this is the place to go, you know? And it's, like, in the middle of nowhere. And, uh, again, it's called Jackson's... uh, Jackson's Grooming Boutique out in Pearland, Texas. Uh, And so I'm like, I got to pay it forward, man. I got to pay it forward. Like, I got to, like... Man, I like. I just feel like a rush in my in my body. That I was like, man, dude, like this is such so, so cool that this guy would do that and help me out at a hard time because yeah. man, dude, I, I had a bad haircut, and you guys know a, bar, a bad haircut can go a long way. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? It can ruin a long day. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so, um, we start driving, and you know, by you know, we're about to go have some breakfast, and uh, and you know, boom, we hit the restaurant. And I'm like, I'm literally driving a little bit quicker. And you guys, you know that, hey, I drive pretty fast. But I was driving a little bit faster out there on on the Houston roads. Because I felt like I got to pay it forward. Like, how can I pay, pay it forward? How can I take care of somebody else? How can I share, you know, that great thing that happened to me to, 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 to share with somebody else. So we go to the restaurant immediately, you know, it was just a great day, man. Uh, we had a server, such great server. Take, I took care of the server, man. Uh, table right next to us, Man, I don't. I mean, I didn't care what they were eating if they had. And you know, there were it was like lobster type of restaurant. Yeah, yeah. You know, oysters. I yeah, ate like six. Yeah. Man, they had some good. I forgot the name of the oh, restaurant. That's why you called me at two that morning. <laughs> <laughs> the had, man. They had a <laughs> that's good as oysters right there. That's it. But hey, you know, took care of the people right on the table next to it, and just continue to share. And I remember, I remember, as I was walking out of the of the hair salon, I told him I was like. Hey man, thank you. I appreciate it. And you know how it works. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna pay it forward, right? And right. so I did. But hey, that's just kind of you know one story on how to show that hey, yeah,
0: there's great things happening, bro. I take I take a couple things from that. Here's what here's here's how I as you're as you're telling that here's how I kind of see things and how it's going through my mind right now, with, especially with the mindset that I'm in and where I'm at. One is. You had, a, you had a currency exchange. That currency exchange was you provided value to his life and, you, and in return, he provided you a value of service, right? Which is incredible because you provided that service, he provided you that service, which in turn, turned around and gave another family a service down the road of helping them with their meal or what have you. So that's the first thing, or that's one of the things. The first thing and foremost of all that is if you had, if you had taken that bad haircut been so pissed off about that. This this goes to anything in life. Let's just talk you had a bad workout. Let's just say you had a bad fight with your girlfriend. Let's just say somebody cheated on you. Somebody did this to you or you your your boss got on your case because you screwed up or something like that, right? Anything. But let's use the haircut as that analogy because it's reality, right? So, instead of taking that bad haircut, um calling in sick the next day to work or just say hey, I'm going to be late cuz I got to go get this redone. I'm going to go all the way down. I'm going to miss time with my family. I'm going to go to south instead of getting and an all these negative vibes going through you and all these negative thoughts and all these negative stuff going on going on um you just said push it forward push forward and let's get let's get going let's find something else let's figure it out an entrepreneur figures shit out you figure shit out and by figuring shit out you stayed on that wavelength of success and mentality and mindset and winning so you went out there and you won not only did you Get the haircut that you needed. You found a better place. You probably promoted his 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 place, which is good in turn, going to give him more business, and you provided value in his life because you don't know how bad of a shitty day he was having, but because you came at it with positivity. You you, uh, you helped him with uh, his date, and in return, he showed that to you, right? So you didn't quit. You didn't give up. You didn't make an excuse on what to happen. Here's the other thing that I that I grabbed from that, and this is probably the most important thing out of everything you just said. And this goes out to all you dumbasses out there that want to talk shit to anybody else that's actually actively pursuing their dream, trying to be better, do better, or just doing everything they can now, today, here, with what they have available to them as they continue to get better at their art, their skills, their or their abilities, right? Right. You didn't say one negative thing about that lady that did your hair before. No. You didn't say one negative thing about what she... Now, granted, you weren't happy with the place that you went to or anything like that, but you didn't say anything, one one piece of negativity in that. We need this more in the world. You didn't say one piece of shit about that, per, about that lady. You said she had to go with her family, she had to go with the kids, and she just didn't do the job the way that you wanted it done. It doesn't mean she didn't do the job. She did the job. She just didn't do it the way that you wanted it. And you're not faulting her for that. Granted she can become better and she will be better and she will do better and she will continue down her career path if that's the if that's the direction that she's going in and she will get better. But because you went to this other gentleman who has absolute pride and 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 loves what he does, who is also trying to be better. I guarantee this, Brian, and I'm pretty positive we reached out to him and w- maybe one day we should reach out to him. Um, the fact that you didn't talk trash about the other lady and and you didn't talk trash about that and, and you didn't talk trash about the situation, you actually talked trash uh, you actually spoke highly of life and the direction that you're going and you held yourself with pure confidence with or without the bad haircut. That gave him the um, confidence in himself to be like, dude, I'm going to fix this first and foremost. But second of all, I know this guy isn't going to go out there and talk trash about me no matter what. So it's he's already providing a value because as a person, as a human, as an individual and as a win, he's he, this is what I can expect to happen from that. Right. And that's what comes when it goes out, when, when, you, when you guys are out there, is if you continue to drive forward and continue to move forward and you, you take the negativity that, that comes at you, no matter what kind of negativity that is, whether it's physical, life, mental, verbal, uh, emotional, spiritual, no matter what it is, if you take that and you a- absorb that, absorb that and turn it into a power of positivity and you actually use that. And it doesn't have to be, I'm not talking about gemstones and and crystals and all that kind of stuff. I'm talking about using that as a force to go out and attack the day, to go out and attack the next project, to go out and attack the next obstacle in your way. You will, like we talked about last week, overcome the obstacle. But through that, you will break through that barrier that you had before. And from there, you will continue to move forward and win on the next race that you're after that's considered a win in life and it's because you took the negativity and the bullshit that was coming your way and you turned it into a positive power source that you that you were able to feed off of same thing happened to me a couple weeks ago the vp of our uh, of where you know my career wise came at me and there was some other stuff that happened over the weekend and he came into me and tore into me for a couple minutes just absolutely tore into me about this and this and that man i took that and he even said bro you need to do some more cardio you're breathing hard I said, I'm not breathing hard because I need cardio. It's because something's about to get hit. It's either this wall or, or something. And so that's how upset I was. That's how pissed off I was about the situation that I had no control over. I sat back. I took five minutes for a pity party. I did a little bitch ass party for myself. Oh, you suck, Nick. Oh, you should just quit. Why the fuck do you do this? Why are you going through all this? Why do you why do you continue to put yourself through this? I went through my my I went through my pity party like a pussy did. Like a pussy would. I just I went through that pity party and then i got up i straightened myself up wiped the tears out of my eyes slapped myself around a little bit got a new cup of coffee and started to win the day and i'm gonna tell you what right now i fucking won that day i won that week and so far right now i'm winning that month hell yeah and anybody else could have bitched out ran home and, and cried like a little punk right anybody else could have could have quit and, t- and just said i can't i'm not going to let another man talk to me like that i'm gonna i'll this listen that man's worth 100 probably a 1,000 times more than you are. Listen to them. Take it. Take it right. Don't be a little punk. Millennials have a bad reputation right now because you all are punks. I'm going to tell you this to your face right now. If you guys see me in the streets, I'll tell you again, you're a punk. Unless you can beat mindset. I'm not saying I'm tougher than you. I'm not saying I'm going to get your ass. I am not. I haven't said any of that. You're a punk because of the mindset that you have. You're a punks. You guys are punks because you guys quit too soon. You guys are punks because you don't know how to have grind, grit, or... or or, or want to go out and attack something. When something comes, when something's hard, you quit. Sylvester Stallone said it real well in, in the uh, in the Balboa movie. When life hits you, it's not a matter of how hard you hit back. It's not a matter of how hard you fight back. It's not a matter of what you have to say. Man, this is, you can go through my phone. There's tons of text messages of people talking trash to me. And I say, hey, great. Thank you. And they want to say, oh, it's passive aggressive. It's not passive aggressive. I have nothing more to say. You already quit. I have nothing more to say. You're already giving up on yourself. Why am I going to fight back? It's not, I don't care about how tough. It's not, being tough isn't how much you can say, what you can say, or or what you, or how much negative you can say, or how much you can tear the other person down, which you didn't do in that scenario, Brian. Being tough is how do you take the situation that you're in, go out, and win after that. I'm done. Chas, what's going on?
2: Final thoughts, man.
0: We'll fix wrap
1: up. Yeah, no, fucking, uh, both beautiful. I mean, damn. I mean, even, uh, I love that story, Brian, and, you know, it kind of, um, I, I i actually, I mean, I can't even add anything to what, because Nick just kind of explained it perfectly, but I, I just love, man, even the mindset of, you know, you got that haircut, but then it's like you, you sit there and walk away from it without being negative about it. I mean, I've been there before, too, I actually. I absolutely hate getting a bad haircut, but, you know, it's something like my grandpa always said, sometimes when all these negative things happen, I mean, it's, fucking like water on a duck's back you just got to let that shit roll off and and like nick said i mean in old rocky balboa i mean it's it's not how hard you get hit but how hard you hit back i mean nah dude i'm i'm ready to roll bro it's a fucking beautiful day
2: all right perfect guys so hey uh you know kind of more story i i wanted for you those of you guys that are in sales and you, you guys know that hey i always say everything in life is sales <laughs> so uh if you guys are in, you know, customer service uh, that are listening, and and at the end of the day, what you want to do, you want to just like this gentleman at at the hair place, you want to treat people and give them an exceptional experience. And again, the key word is experience, where they want to go and tell their friends and family, and at the end of the day, even give back up to a specific uh, extent. That's what we want to strive for if you are in the industry. Guys, I hope you guys enjoy this video. Uh, so not this video, this podcast. Uh, we were in video too as well. Had, we,
0: had we had some temporary video in yeah, there. Mark, we Mark, have. Mark Zuckerberg fixed his shit apparently. I mean, it only took a few billion dollars, but hey. <laughs> well, hey, <laughs> well, I hope you have he's a he's, great he's week. You're going to block me one day. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Mark Zuckerberg. I love you. You're the man. I watched Social Network last night. It's a fire. Your story awesome alright <laughs> y'all have a great one okay we appreciate you guys oh, listening wait till the peanut butter store i got dude it, i'm eating powdered peanut butter now i don't know what what mean. i don't know how to think about that. Anyway, alright we're gonna have so to cover so that up. it's step. a mexican i saw powdered and peanut butter i was like dude this takes me back to the old school Whoa, man! <laughs> i can buy my peanut butter in kilos
1: now oh <laughs>